Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning. Uh, today my guest is Jean Doe Massaero, an Alexander Technique teacher who lives in Montpellier, France. We've been doing a series of interviews on the influence of uh, Francois Delsart, his younger brother Camille Delsart, on Alexander and the Alexander Technique. And without going into detail, because we've covered this a lot in, in the earlier podcasts in the sequence, it's pretty clear that Alexander was very strongly influenced by Delsart as he was making his initial discoveries and doing his initial teaching. Uh, we know that Alexander um, promoted himself as a Delsart method teacher in Australia. We have that uh, absolutely established. And we're going to talk to, we've talked about sort of the history of Alexander's teaching and um, how it um, evolved and what, and, and a kind of a critical moment around 1914 when he moved from using Delsart's methods and his own directions uh, to more hands on work. And uh, Jean Doe's going to talk about his take on the dilemma Alexander faced in 1914, and then, and how what's kind of come out of all that at the end, like in the 21st century, and how he uses Skype to teach, um, obviously not using hands-on, but in a very different way than than I use Skype, which was a our previous podcast. So, Jean-Del, welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. So, um, could, could you give your sense of the big overview question of Alexander's shift into hands-on, what preceded it, why he may have done that, what the effects of that are on the technique? Very, very brief. And then yeah. we want to get into your what what you're doing with Skype. Yeah, I need an introduction. Everything I'm going to say is under is because I I studied the books of Alexander and I found that um, the books the the first three books, for example, are very very much influenced by Delsart mm -hmm. thinking. Mm -hmm. Much more than we, much more than I than I thought, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, as a result, um, I do understand Delsart in a different way than most Delsartian nowadays because mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm Alexander student, you know, because mm -hmm. I study his books. So and, and, and you what and you trained to be an Alexander teacher, right? I mean, you are you're the real deal, oh, yeah, Alexander was right. Yeah. You're stat, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey. yeah. So, so okay. Yes, I did. The full, I, I started using hands-on for for the first ten years of my teaching. Yes, of course. Right. right. And um, so I have a different view on it. So let let me get, give you my view. Mm -hmm. Alexander is quite clear in his books that um, what he called the direction that he used. Uh, well, I will just say, uh, let the neck be free, to let the head go forward and up, to let the back lengthen and widen, and there are more than this. But he's quite clear in different occasions that these are ends, these are not means. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, he, he certainly didn't have any problem 
to show us what was uh, the end result of uh, the readjustment he was proposing. Mm -hmm. First of all, he proposed the, the readjustment as something that the pupil should learn how to produce. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, uh, there was this problem with the means whereby, because the people started to mistake the directions for the means whereby. And that uh, started to become a real problem. That people started to think that freeing the neck, for example, was the means whereby of uh, of the the problem. But it's that uh, he was suddenly stuck. He didn't know how to solve it. So in order to solve it, he he changed from the Delsar that is really into action-bound thinking and no per perceptual thinking at all. He changed into thinking that he could make the student feel or experience the means whereby. Mm -hmm. And if they experience the means whereby through his manipulation, then the students would connect in their mind the, well, and gaining, you would say, instruction, they create forward and back to lengthen and widen with the real means whereby. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's how he, he changed his, his view. And it's quite interesting because uh, nowadays we've got the, the early versions of the books and uh, I made a point in comparing the sentences how they change. For example, the Man Supreme Notice of 1910, mm -hmm. if you compare it with a 1917 edition or with a 1946 edition, it's very, very funny to see that Alexander will just let the, the sentence be as it was, but just add at the end like a, a commentary on the need for the teacher to manipulate the student, which was not mm -hmm. present before. Oh, Before? that's interesting. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, that's very funny. Uh, uh, it, it's amazing. Uh, that's normally you shouldn't do something like that. Normally, you should write a new book, and uh, you should state the problem with the first one and explain why you change. But no, it just added things. Great. So, um, my view on on this um, has been, in fact, a consequence of studying the books. In fact, I took every mention of the means whereby, and I tried to see if there were hints in his writings about them. And of course, uh, the books are a goldmine. Mm -hmm. How to readjust, what it is to readjust, what it is that we are looking for. Mm -hmm. And um, there are, um, to understand the way I do teach in Skype, there are sentences of Alexander that are fundamental to have in mind. Otherwise, you don't understand what it is about. I was insulted the other day by some a gentleman saying to me that what I've done now, what it is, is like a, an, a self-orthopedy, you know, and um, a, a I want to a make self it what? What, say, what is that word again? A, a, Orthopedic, orthopedic treatment, self-orthopedic treatment. Oh, is yeah. It, is it not self what you said to me at the lesson? Self-osteopathic. Osteopathic, yeah. That was me who said that. Self-osteopathic. Yeah. The, yeah I didn't know that. I had insulted you, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. 
Yeah. Right. It, I, I was I was amazed at the comment, but it's it's I can understand that because um, I'm very very much interested in the the early Alexander technique when it was all about uh, reeducation. Re- readjustment and coordination. So it's really what I teach nowadays. Mm-hmm. And so let's 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 go into that. So um, the specific control of a finger, of the neck, or of the legs, should primarily be the results of conscious guidance and control of the mechanism of the torso. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is a sentence that Alexander wrote. And that is absolute Del Sartre uh, thinking. I was going to say that so, that lies at the core of Del Sartre's thinking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's at the core of the early Alexander technique too. Yes, and it's a conscious guidance and control of the mechanism of the torso, particularly of the antagonistic muscular actions, which which brings about those correct and greater coordination intended to control the movement of the limbs, neck respiratory mechanism and the general activity of the internal organs is that that's alexander that's alexander right? yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's alexander page 126 so we've here um, what we call a function alexander relates cause and effect and he says that if there is any undue muscular pull in any part of the neck it, was, it is almost certainly due to the defective coordination in the use of the muscle of the spine, back, and torso generally. Yeah. The correction of which means the eradication of the real cause of the trouble. Which that's, is that's our thinking, but it's Alexander writing here. And it's also, you know? yes, and it's also almost, maybe even totally, the opposite of standard Alexander thinking today. Yes, yes, yeah. but it's uh, it's the it, we we are coming from that. <laughs> it's our origin. Yeah. So I said, well, let's go to the origin. So how do you uh, consciously guide and control the mechanism of the torso? Mm-hmm. So then you get the torso as an articulated system. Yeah. There. Mm-hmm. Then you will analyze that system and you will discover that this system has four different parts. Mm-hmm. And the first problem that the pupil has to solve is to elicit movements between the parts. Because mm-hmm. without knowing it, uh, the pupil has a conception of the postural control that is based on stability. That can be demonstrated, demonstrated very easily. You just ask the pupil to sit uh, in front of his computer, of course, because we are talking about Skype. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to point out how the student is sitting, how that relates to the concept of stability. And it's easy to tell the pupil that concepts of stability, maintaining balance by stiffening the shoulder and the, the different parts of the torso, mm-hmm. it, that is the source of all the problem. The neck is not free because of it. And everything mm-hmm. follow that. Mm-hmm. So um, it is necessary to understand the basis of this work. The, the crucial question is... Is it possible for a student to use his mind, to use his thinking, to direct his will in a rational way, 
in order to change from a conception that is inherited by just uh, subconscious trials and error and uh, imitation of pairs or a social um, posture that Mm -hmm. is based on stability. Is it possible for him on his own to somehow change his mind? That's the the, the center of things. And think in a different way. Mm -hmm. And use that thinking in order to change the way he moves the different parts of the torso where he didn't know there were parts at first. And if you can accept the idea that... um, there are means whereby that can uh, be used in order to lengthen and widen the torso, then the student will be able to lengthen and widen its spine and also to have the head forward and up and the neck free as Mm -hmm. a Mm -hmm. result of the means, of the mental means he's using. So that is, uh, you have to understand that because this is uh, how I teach. So of course... There are biomechanical uh, uh, understanding behind all of this because you have to analyze how would it be possible to get uh, coordinated support from the torso, how it would be possible to direct the different movements. There, you use uh, what we call an action coding system. So that is, uh, that I'm, I'm going back to Del Sartre, of course, because Del Sartre is the originator of that idea. Mm-hmm. that it is possible to, in fact, create a conception of the movements of the parts of the torso that are required by instructions alone, mm-hmm. as long as the pupil inhibits his perceptual thinking, as mm-hmm. long as he inhibits the, the fact that he feels very strange, he feels awful, he feels tension, he feels everything mm-hmm. when he is directing his torso in a new way because that way is not habitual. Mm-hmm. So that is the, I wanted just to make a, a, like a wide description of uh, the why and the wherefore and how I teach in, in, in Skype. Well, right. in fact, yeah. there is no difference in my Skype teaching and in my normal teaching. It's the same thing. Right. And, and as someone who has had, um, I guess we could say, one and a half lessons with you, uh, one lesson, and then the results were so um, uh, overpowering. <laughs> and since I'm about to be traveling, I, I opted for a lesson, a second lesson that would that I could then take with me when I travel because I don't want to be worn out on my trip. But to, from from my limited experience of what you're doing, um, it, you are um, you've co- uh, you're using a very specific protocol for combining several movements at one time. And it, initially, it seems way too, it was my experience, was it seemed way too complicated to kind of keep track of all that stuff. But in fact, um, it turns out that especially if you look at a video of yourself trying to do them, listen to how that compares with your instructions and experiment with a mirror, which I also did, um, it actually is pretty quick to learn how to do. Yeah. Uh, and once you learn I'm how so to I'm so happy that you're making that comment. Yeah, well, I yeah. and 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 even more importantly, um 
you the way you learn it is by doing it quite slowly at first in a very sort of uh, stylistic I don't say stylistic but slowly paced over a period of six seconds for example um, but once you've learned it you can do it pretty much instantaneously um, yeah and it's it is a directed movement or directed rearrangement it is a very different kind of direction, though, than I think most Alexander teachers would be used to thinking about. Yeah, it's much more precise in a way. It's very because, precise. Um, it's very precise. Yeah, it's yeah. geometric, and uh, the word we use in order to describe us are, are very, very clear. Mm -hmm. We can check that the pupil understand really exactly what we mean because we can use diagrams, we can use every sort of geometric tools yeah. in order to make sure that what we convey as the direction of movement of one part uh, is understood by, by the pupil. And yeah. then we discover something, is that even if the pupil understands perfectly the instruction for the different movements of the different parts of the torso that he has to combine as one. Because that, the, the center part of this is what we call concerted, what Alexander called concerted activity, which means move different movements all going their own way there and, uh, and united mm -hmm. into a complete uh, change of posture. Yes. So... Um, I, I, there is something I want to add about this. Yes. The, the big difference I, I, I found between my old uh, um, Alexander technique, the one I, I learned when I was a student in England, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the, this initial Alexander technique, uh, well, in, influenced by Del Sartre, is the fact that from the discovery that a gesture of the whole self is not absolutely correct, then we want to go to a gesture that is reasoned, that is geometrically a position mm -hmm. of mechanical advantage. Mm -hmm. Yes? Yeah. And what is different is that the, we want to monitor the change between the old gesture into the new gesture, and we are going to monitor is these antagonistic action of the torso right. and all these movements in six seconds, right. which means that during these six seconds, we are allowed to pull as much as we want, but we have to pull in a reasoned fashion, which means mm -hmm. that every movement has to be started and finished simultaneously mm -hmm. so that's a problem for our mind how mm -hmm. with our minds can we direct more than three four movements mm -hmm. because up to three movements you can direct it with your your perceptual thinking but uh we're your, your i mean your feelings mm -hmm. and uh but if you get to six or or like we want to 12 uh, uh simultaneous movements then mm -hmm. it's, it's absolutely impossible to direct 12 movements mm -hmm. with the uh, perceptual thinking. But right. it is so easy. In fact, um, we, we had a limitation. We saw that the pupil or ourselves couldn't really think of many uh, things at once, many very, very clear, defined orders mm -hmm. at once. And 
translate them practical activity well with good the good news and the magic is that it's absolutely untrue Mm-hmm. It is absolutely possible for a student in six lessons to master like uh, six or eight movements so that the mechanism of the torso is really consciously directed, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, of course, you said something that is of great uh, relevance nowadays is that that changes uh, the business concept of the Alexander Technique, which means that instead of trying to keep your student as long as you can, you know, mm-hmm. to keep them mm-hmm. as much lesson as you can, right. uh, which is an economy of poverty. Mm-hmm. You have to change into an economy of, of wealth where, yeah. in fact, it, the, the problem is not to keep the student. The problem is to get the student autonomous as fast as you can. Yes, exactly. If that happens, mm-hmm. if like... Uh, um, oh, we have a model, you know, in school. Our, our model is uh, the transmission of the technique from uh, FM to AR, the transli- uh, between the two brothers. Six it's lessons, no, no hands-on. Yeah, no hands-on, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our, our business model is based on that. Which The idea yeah. is yeah. Uh, you need six lessons with me to, mm-hmm. in fact, be able to work on yourself. Right, and because and we both we point, both yeah. have had that same experience. Even your, the difference yeah. is you've you've gone back to um, early Alexander, which would I would say would, from what I understand, would be um, really good Del Sart teaching, as it were. I mean, he was yeah. a really good Del Sart teacher. I think so. Um, but he did have problems with the directions, and I think that may have led him astray in one sense. Although we, it's tricky. But 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 what you know, your way of teaching and my way of teaching using Skype are extraordinarily different. But we've both had the experience that students learn very quickly. Yeah. If if you can give them material they can work on on their own and and which is what we're both doing but we're doing very different things. Very I think there is a, a reason for that. May I explain sure. my view on it? But I would just ca- caution you if I might. We're getting <laughs> yes. pretty close to. We're getting yeah. a little past. I will where we make it. Ex- I will yeah. make an extreme effort to 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 be short. Excellent. Uh, the point is. Um, the lesson is not the lesson. Is that short enough? Yeah, exactly. Let me elaborate on it for you. The lesson is whatever it is, an hour or so. I think you typically yeah. use an hour. But you uh, send the student uh, the, the video, um, you know, the video of the lesson, and the student can record it themselves. And 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 I found that it was in reviewing that when I the, the session I had with you that I actually implemented, uh, it was in reviewing that that everything clicked into place. Exactly. And so the lesson is not the lesson. It's after the lesson that the the pupil is taking is uh, taking it. Yes. Is, uh, exactly. Uh, eating it and uh, practicing it. I had the question the other day by a teacher in England, and she said, uh, uh, "But." Um, uh, don't don't you get that problem that people are not practicing at home? And not I if say, they're using Skype because they get no, right ever. away. Yeah. It's absolutely clear to the student that they're not going to get any kind of fix from a the teacher. They're going to have to 
work on their own. And 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 what you said about your teaching is exactly the same as mine. I yeah. I'll teach a student how to use, for example, directions, say two or three specific directions, get them to experiment with it, learn how to test it, but they need to actually practice that on their own. And and virtually all of them do. Yeah. Because I'm, the ones that don't are the ones that don't really want to do any thinking at yeah, all. And then exactly. they, they drop out. But that's pretty – that's relatively rare. I think once yeah, someone has decided to, to use Skype, they're going into it knowing that they're not going to get anything for free. You know, They're going to have to do some experimenting on their own. I want to add something on this because okay. there, there is a concept that is fundamental to understand. It's, we call it conscious control. It's an invention of, uh, of Alexander. Mm -hmm. And um, what it means is that when I say that the lesson is not the lesson, that the, the pupil is going to start and you would say, but he's, he's on his own now. How is he going to know if he's going in the right direction or not? Well, mm -hmm. that's where conscious control comes in. Mm -hmm. So we tell the pupil to watch the video mm -hmm. then. Mm -hmm. After watching the video, to reason on uh, the orders as they were given mm -hmm. and on the uh, the projection, well, I mean the reflection, mm -hmm. that is, mm -hmm. what the person really did in front of the video, in, right. in front of the camera, when she used that, these instructions. And of course, most of the time, it's not exactly what was uh, the, pro the project, you know. So there is a discrepancy between uh, the right. instructions and what the, the pupil has done. And the pupil can check that and says, okay, that is not exactly what I want. But then we start again. The pupil on his own, in his own home, can start his computer mm -hmm. again and record what happened during the six seconds where he's going to work. Mm -hmm. And... He will redo this, and that is consciously controlling that the, uh, the model that was expressed, the means yeah. whereby, if you yep. want, that yep. were expressed yep. as geometrical uh, direction of movement have been really established on the video or not. So the lesson is not the lesson, and conscious control comes from, of course, not the, the mirrors here, but the, the camera. Yeah. yeah, and that's there is a, a, a rough analogy or a sort of analogy to the way I teach, and I do make a big point of teaching people how to test these directions for themselves. Yes. Now it's a very very different process than than you're using. Does not actually require seeing the, the video of themselves, but it could be useful. Uh, yep. But but we, what we both are doing is to, is empowering people. And getting them uh, to start, uh, and, and for what I teach, I, after they've learned how to use directions, I suggest they start thinking of some new ones themselves. Yes. You know, I mean, it's not like anyone's got a monopoly on useful directions. And there may be some Del Sartian things they could work on on their own, too. I don't know, because I haven't gone through your process uh, fully, but... Um, Anyway, maybe this would be a good place to end our conversation. What do you think? Yeah, that's fine. Excellent. This has been good. My my guest today has been Jean Doe Massaero, an Alexander Technique teacher in Montpellier, France. Thanks so much, Jean Doe. Yeah, bye from the south of France. <laughs> ah, excellent. <laughs> <laughs>